Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello and welcome to Better Living, a show about the people and organizations that make an impact in our area. I'm your host, Nick Carismi. On today's show, we are celebrating the 20th anniversary of Restaurant Week by taking a look at the two organizations that benefit from this legendary fundraising event. Coming up in the second half of the show, I'll be speaking with Lena Pope, CEO, about how they'll be using the funds that are being donated by the nearly 140 participating restaurants. We will start off with returning guests, the North Texas Food Bank. Trisha Cunningham is their new CEO. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Nick. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you very much. I was mentioning to you off-air that I read in an email that you had just started, and I thought that I had misread the email because you are so fresh at this job. How long has it been? So as of today, I've been on the job for eight days, and it's been very exciting. I know it's just a wonderful team. We have such a passionate group of people that are supporting the food bank, both from donors and volunteers, and we have wonderful partner agencies, and the outpouring of support from the community has just been phenomenal. What has been your experience with the NTFB up to now? Had you been a part of this organization in different forms before becoming CEO? I had. And so my last role at Texas Instruments, I was there for 30 years. I managed our our global corporate citizenship activity. I was our chief citizenship officer. And one of the things we did is we worked with nonprofits out in the community. And so we had interaction with NTFB, certainly as a contributor there, but we also had many employees that volunteered at the NTFB as well. And I actually did volunteer with Texas Instruments and with other organizations too. Uh, at NTFB. So I got to see firsthand some of the need that NTFB actually helped to um, to fill in our community because I was very involved in education as well. One of the things that we've seen is with hunger that there's a straight correlation between hunger and academic performance of students. And so, you know, some of the students that we help to to feed, they're going to have a better opportunity to have the foundation they need in order for to have success. So you're the CEO, you're the top dog of NTFB right now, but you also volunteered for them at one time. So what did you actually do when you volunteered for the food bank? So one of the most exciting programs that I volunteered with was called the Food for Kids program. And what they do is they pack backpacks of nutritious snacks and food, non-perishable items that the students can take home on the weekends. Because think about the fact that a student during the week, if they are in need of food, they have free and reduced meals that they can actually get at school. Well, over the weekend, they don't have access to those. So sometimes that creates an additional burden on families. If we can provide that kind of meal or snacks for them to have over the weekend, it relieves a lot of burden on the families. And then it also makes sure that that student has some nutritious items that they can eat over the weekend as well. I would love to talk more about your new role and and how you kind of got involved with this, but I think that we should get to the basics first. 
What is the North Texas Food Bank? What do you guys do? So the North Texas Food Bank really provides access to food for over 1,000 programs and over 200 partner agencies in a 13-county area. If you look across our 13 counties, you wouldn't think about the fact that we have over 835,000 people who are food insecure. Mm. That means that they really don't know where their next meal may come from and especially not have access to nutritious foods for those meals. And so we help provide hope for those people. If we can help provide feed those hungry people, then it helps them to be able to use what funds that they do have for some of those other critical items. They may be, I think three quarters of our clients have to make trade-offs between do I eat or do I pay my medical bills or do I go to the doctor? And these are not people that are, are not just looking for a handout. These are people that are the working poor. These are the people that truly are trying to make a living, but they may be a single mom with children that, you know, something happens and their child is sick and they have to stay home from work. Well, that takes away income, but they're having to make those kind of choices every day. And so if we can do something to relieve that and provide hope for them and provide nutritious meals, it's better for all of us. When we talk about people that are food insecure, are we saying that they're not getting any food or they're not getting nutritious food? Because I know that the NTFE puts a premium on that idea of delivering nutritious food. It's not that you're just getting something to eat. You're getting something that's actually good for you. That's exactly right, because you could actually be detrimental to someone's health by providing food that's not good for them. Right. And that's one of the exciting things that actually attracted me to the food bank is the fact that they really are trying to look at that quality of food. We have a strategic plan that's in place going into 2025 where we really want to help close the food gap. We're providing about 70 million meals a year right now, but we want to get to 92 million because we believe that's going to be where we're going. And so we have some very big, bold goals that are in place that were put in place even before I was there, but I'm excited to be a part of that. One of them is regarding the technology that we're going to be using to try to help people like Parkland be able to help their clients to be better. So if they go to a Parkland clinic, they may have data that they may have diabetes or they may have a heart condition and they may need certain kinds of food that they're getting from their partner agency food pantry. So that way we can make sure that they're getting the food that they need in the food pantry that's actually going to help their health as well. How hard is it to stay on top of the medical information, let's say, to keep people healthy? Because You need to find information out from places like Parkland on how best to serve the community and what they actually need nutritionally. But then it seems like you also hear in the news all the time about a new thing about the intake of fat that you need versus the intake of sugar that you need and don't eat egg yolks. And then you find out that maybe egg yolks are good. So how does the organization work to make sure that people are getting the best food for them as far as science knows at that time? So I think we really have to rely a lot on our partners because they're the ones that really know the agents, know their clients the best. So most of our food is distributed through our agency partners and they have profiles on all their clients. Mm. And then this new system that we're talking about, we're just piloting it now. We think that's really going to be uh, a very innovative approach to be able to address some of those issues that you just talked about. So their nutritionist can actually help prescribe what kind of food is needed for those clients. And then we can try to help match that up. But I have to give a shout out to all the people that actually donate food to the food bank. We work with a lot of major retailers, distributors, manufacturers, and that's where a lot of our food comes from is through those donated food items. And they have been very good to work with us to make sure that we don't get things that would be detrimental to health, that mm-hmm. this produce and protein and, and you know dairy products and those things that are really going to help them. Donated, purchased, prepared meals. You guys run the gamut as far as what you're delivering and how it's kind of even delivered. 
where does most of this food come from? You're talking about working with distributors and people to make sure that donations are there, but then we're also talking about actually preparing food and giving it out to these partners of yours that are actually distributing these meals. So where does a lot of this food come from? So a lot of the food, I mean, it could be surplus that could be from, let's say, a grocery store retailer or from a distributor or or uh, anyone that actually provides food. Okay. Uh, not as much on the restaurant side because those are actually prepared meals, but this would be the, the food that you would see maybe a grocery store sees that they have way too much stock of a certain item, and they're able to give it to us, and then we're able to redistribute it out to the various clients. Another thing is, you know, let's not discount the fact that canned food drives. We have a lot of supporters and volunteers that really help us through those canned food drives. They mean a lot to us because getting those products in, they're shelf-stable typically, canned goods, dry goods, and they're shelf-stable so we can we can keep them for a while and make sure that we have ample supply. In the summer, we have less food that comes in. A lot of people bring food in during the winter that, months. Though? Well, because during the holidays, people want to help. Okay, and so that's whenever you see a lot of that going on. But the highest need is really in the summertime when kids are out of school. When kids are out of school, and so families are having to provide ten more meals a week for those students that are out of school. And so, you know, anything that we can do to try to help uh, our supply chain to be more equitable throughout the year is really going to be great for us. So we love that virtual food drives are another way. So you can go online and set up a virtual food drive because. Every dollar that's donated to the North Texas Food Bank, we can provide three meals. I would challenge anyone to be able to provide three nutritious meals for a dollar. When I think of a food bank, and I think that most people would say this, they automatically think of canned foods. Right. I think that's very common. But I know that you guys don't just do canned foods. Of course not. How do you get fresh fruits and vegetables out to people within the time frame that it takes to make sure that they're still good to eat? It's it's very tricky. And a matter of fact, we're we're working on our system there to even make improvements there. One really? of the things I just got an update on this morning is how we're really working with some of our partners to basically pick up the food and taking it directly to an agency who can use it. So that way it doesn't even have to come back to our warehouse, put it on a system where people know this is what's available and then get it out. We can go straight from the source to where it's needed, and then they can distribute it straight out to their clients. Does the NTFB actually work with farms, or is it more the distributors that get food from those farms? Do you have anybody that you work with directly in that kind of respect? Uh, we don't necessarily on the farm side that I'm aware of right now. Granted, I'm brand new, so <laughs> you know that could be something. I know I have seen from some other food banks, they've been asking about that a little bit. I think what some of the challenges that I've seen on the farm side is just the fact that it hasn't really gone through some of the FD, uh, USDA inspections and things that you re really would want to have to make sure that that food is safe for the end consumer. That makes sense. You mentioned earlier that you guys are kind of on a mission to be able to give out 92 million meals, and you have set the date of 2025. Yes. Uh, I read about this on your website, which is yes. ntfb.org. Mm -hmm. Where are we at right now? So we're in a capital campaign right now. So our goal is $55 million, and we hope to close that out toward the end of the year. We okay. just went public with that in February. We are building a new Plano distribution center that's going to be at the uh, George Bush Turnpike and Coit Road area off of Maple Shade there. So we're, we should have that open, we're hoping, if everything goes well by the end of next year. That will give us the additional capacity that we need in order to actually take the food in and get it distributed out. And it's also hopefully give us access to the volunteers that we need up in that area to be able to help us. We have over 35,000 people that volunteer with us a year, which is incredible. And we couldn't do it without those volunteers. And as we want to try to increase that, that means we're going to need even more volunteers in the future. 
are most of these volunteers, do they come in regularly or do you just have people that are kind of just popping in here and there and just making this a part of their life kind of randomly almost? It's both. It's both. So anyone that wants to volunteer, they can go to our website, ntfb.org, and there's a place there that says, I want to get involved. And you can go in and you can look at your calendar and you can see, I want to sign up for a morning shift here in the distribution center. I want to sign up at our community pantry or whatever it might be. And you can go and sign up right then and there and you can do it on a regular basis. We have many regular volunteers many long-time, tenured, regular volunteers. But it's also great for corporate teams. One of the things that we did at Texas Instruments is our employees love to go out and do corporate team-building activities because it really not only showed that the support of the company that to the community, it was also great for team building and also great for uh, young up-and-comers inside our organization to sort of lead those teams and get people together and motivate them. And it was a great time for everyone. I never really thought about that, about using this as a way to kind of almost make your mark with a company by also helping out the community. As the new CEO, is this growth uh, that you guys are trying to achieve by 2025, is that your main focus? Is that what you really want to try and bring to the NTFB? Absolutely. I think we're well positioned to be able to to get to that 92 million meals by that time period with the new opening of the distribution center. We've got some new innovations that we're doing and how we're actually distributing the food with some hubs that we're going to have that are some of the larger areas to make it more easily accessible. Mm. I mean, we're, we serve a 13 county area. And so to be able to get the food out and then have it accessible by those agencies, we want to try to do it as efficiently as possible. So we're really trying to, to do that as well, too. And um, I think just the more that we can do to try to accelerate that, I mean, it really is our goal to try to have a hunger-free North Texas. Do you want to expand? So you're working with 13 counties, which is a huge area. Are you looking to expand that or do you want to really focus on those 13 that you have right now and make sure that those 13 are as well provided for as possible? Yeah, there's there's a whole food bank network. And so we have the Tarrant Area Food Bank as well as what we have here in North Texas that serves the 13 counties. And so the idea is we really want to make sure that anyone who's food insecure in those 13 counties that we have right now, that's our primary goal at this point. Does it seem like you guys work mostly with kids, individuals, families. How does it break down as to the people that are receiving the food from MTFB? So it's it's all three. So you, we have seniors, you know, you have the elderly, that there's uh, nutritious neighbors that we have going out, and we try to make sure that they have food. And all of our partner agencies have their own programs that, that deal with seniors. There's some specifically for children. Then one of the things we have is we have some food pantries, even in some schools so that families of children can actually come and get some food at the food pantry at the school so that way that it's right there in their community it's easy for them to access and then families you know families typically with children but I mean there's families that are there that's typically an additional burden from a financial standpoint that they have to take care of. For any of these partners that you guys are working with it's a huge number of partners you guys are working with how do people start to develop that relationship with you guys? If they want to be a partner agency with the NTFB, what do they have to do to be a part of this? So we have a group inside NTFB that actually focuses specifically on working with our agency partners. Mm -hmm. And so that would be where they would go through and they would just sort of work with them to try to see what they could do to try to become a part of the network if that's something that they're looking at. But, you know, it, it varies. A lot of the local agencies will get some local contributions as well, but we can we can be a significant source of that food for many of these partner agencies. So I think a gift to the North Texas Food Bank really helps to support all those. You mentioned schools. How are you working with schools? Is it just, you know, food pantries inside some schools or do you have 
food programs that go with the schools. Where are you guys at with that? Yeah, we have a nutrition program that actually goes out and they can do presentations at schools and at community community centers and really helps to educate people about what a nutritious meal is and the, and the value of that nutrition and making trade-offs between non-nutritious and nutritious mm. food. Uh, so we do have a program that absolutely goes out and does those kind of things too. We also are doing some things in the community garden area as well. And so if we can help people to provide their own nutritious food, that's another way that we can help benefit the community too. Trisha Cunningham is the new CEO of the North Texas Food Bank, their website, ntfb.org. How big has education become with this organization over the years? I I know that you guys really focus on this a lot. You just mentioned how important it is to educate people on what they're eating. How important is this to the organization? I think it's going to be critical going forward because as we're looking at trying to have a greater impact with the kind of food that we deliver, part of that will be education of our clients. And so we really are going to reply a lot on our partner agencies as well to help make sure that they educate the clients and they help them get the right kind of food they need and they know how to eat it as well. You guys are a part of something big that is happening actually tomorrow. It starts tomorrow. So the 20th anniversary of Restaurant Week. The NTFB has been a part of Restaurant Week for decades, quite literally, and uh, we're, we're back again, and we're starting up. So this event runs, it's it's more than just a week. The event itself actually runs from August, August 4th. 7th. Well, August 4th, there's, we had the preview, preview this weekend. We had preview. Very good. We had the preview this weekend. Uh, it kicks off officially tomorrow, and it runs yes. through the 26th. Exactly. Tons of restaurants involved. What Explain kind of what Restaurant Week is and, and how you guys are a part of it. Well, I just, you know, I need to really thank CBS Radio here for being able to be a catalyst of that and letting North Texas Food Bank be, the, be a beneficiary of this. Uh, and I'll just, you know, as far as the impact goes, I mean, this is the 20th anniversary. We've had the opportunity, because of the money that we've received from Restaurant Week, to really provide 18 million meals since we've been a benefactor, which has been terrific there. It's amazing. Which has been amazing as well. But it's sort of what Restaurant Week is. You can go out to a restaurant, a really nice restaurant, and I think there's, um, you know, over 130 now. I think that we we got word that it's 137. 137. 137 137 restaurants. So if you can't find a choice that you like in those 137 (laughs) restaurants, I would say you're a very picky eater. But uh, even before I came to the food bank, I love to support Restaurant Week because it's an it's an opportunity to be able to go out, have a nice three course dinner uh, at a very nice restaurant, and I always thanked the people that were at the restaurant as well for being a part of this. But the, in Dallas and Collin County, those restaurants, we get a 20% benefit of the cost of that meal. And so if you, it's either a $39 dinner or a $40, $49 dinner, depending upon the restaurant. And so if you think the $49 dinner, we get almost, you know, $10 from that. Yeah. That's significant. Significant. You know, that's 30 meals. Yeah. For someone buying one meal. I love the idea of this. And so it's going to NTFB, and uh, you're also kind of sharing this money with Lena Pope. Right. Uh, and we're actually going to mm-hmm. be talking to a representative from Lena Pope coming up in the uh, next segment. But uh, again, this is 137 restaurants across the Metroplex. And then whatever you eat, 20% of that bill is going straight to you guys. To the and you food guys bank. are going to use that for what? What do you hope to do with the money that you're going to raise from this? Is it earmarked for something? Uh, it goes into our general operations. This is our biggest fundraiser. Really? It is our biggest fundraiser. Last year, we raised about $565,000 from this one particular event. 
And so if you look at sort of from the event standpoint, this is significant for us. And so we really want the community to be able to support this and to be able to come out. Um, you know, we we hope between us and Lena Pope this year, we hope to raise over a million dollars. And and that I think is something important to really kind of focus on. This, I mean, like you're saying, it's huge. You guys are looking to get a million dollars out mm-hmm. of this, and it's it's really uh, almost three weeks. Yeah, almost. so about three weeks. So yeah. we're really talking about a lot of people involved and really getting a lot out of it. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be exciting that this is this finally starting to kick off. And right. it's also your first one as CEO. It is, and you know, and I'm just encouraging people to dine often, make your reservations you can now. Go more once. You can go more than once. There's also this Cadillac lunch option that's like $20 that some restaurants have. So if you have business lunches that are out there, it's a great way. And those are usually two courses, but they're they're great ways to be able to also take a business partner, tell them about what you're doing and why you're taking them to lunch there and tell them about the good that, that it actually helps to provide as well. So do you have a bunch of restaurants lined up now? Are you like, do you, is your plate full to say for the next couple of Absolutely. weeks? Absolutely. So, you know, I've, I've actually started talking to my family family and friends and, you know, where do we want to go and let's go here and let's try out some new restaurants. And so personally, I love to do that. And then also I'm, you know, having setting up some business dinners as well, too, and and taking some new people out to be able to introduce them not only to the food bank, but also about restaurant week and telling them about the good that it's doing. Just in the nonprofit sector, how as a CEO, how important is it for you to see people thinking of creative ways to raise money. This is a very, very smart way to raise a lot of money for your organization. Is that really how these operations need to run nowadays? Is this kind of the standard model where it's got to be outside the box all the time? I think you've got to be creative, you know, and you have to think about who is going to be giving to the food bank. And I think the great thing is for us is we have a wide range of donors. So we engage kids very young. Uh, They can do you know, birthday party projects where they give canned drive and then they can bring the food to the food bank whenever they're young. We start taking volunteers at age 10 with a chaperone so they can actually, families that are looking for a place to be able to take their children and help to introduce them to community service can actually sign up as a family and go work there as well. And so that's great. And so we have that. And then, you know, young professionals love to be able to do things together to make an impact. And it's really a great way that they can all get together and sign up for a shift at the food bank. And then those turn into donors, you know, because I truly am a believer that once you see the need, you're going to want to say, what more can I do? How can I help? What are the things that I can do? And, you know, I really want to do um, just give a little bit, a whole lot of credit, I should say, to Jan Pruitt. You know, Jan Pruitt led the, the food bank for so many years, and she's really the one that I believe put this on the foundation to really have that heart to serve those people in the community and really was behind a lot of the strategic plan as well as our board of directors. And she had big, bold visions. And I think the food bank is where it is today because of Jan. And I'm just really humbled myself to be able to step in behind her and then be able to take this over the finish line and even continue to to grow it more. You have seen this organization from all different sides. As a person that set up events within the corporate world uh, for volunteer opportunities, who has volunteered here, mm-hmm. now you're the CEO. What makes this organization so successful? When you think about successful nonprofits, certainly in North Texas, NTFB is almost always at the top of the list, if not at the top of the list. Now, you know this organization so well. What do you think really separates this organization from others, and why is it so successful? I think, number one, it's a mission that everyone can get around. It's non-denominational. It cuts across. It's bipartisan. And there's if you can't find something about feeding hungry people, then you don't have a heart. 
for number one. Number two, I think hunger is an issue that also is with every other agency, every other social service agency that's out there. Hunger is one of their issues that they have to deal with. And so if you can help them with the hunger issue, then they can be more successful with their clients, whether it's a health issue or it's a youth agency or whatever it may be. You know, if they're they're truly trying to help that, then hunger is one of those basic needs mm. that you have to be able to to solve. And so I think we have something where everyone can feel like they can be a part of it. I just did a survey being a new CEO with my employees, and I said, what do you love about working at North Texas Food Bank? And the number one thing was the mission. Number two, they're working there because they want to help people. They said it's their calling, it's their ministry, it's what they want to be able to do. And then also they love the people that they work with and their clients and the agencies. I think that's what really holds us all together is really the people that are associated, both employees as well as those that have been longtime supporters for us as well. That's got to feel, as a new CEO, reading those kind of responses, that's got to make you feel good. It's inspiring. And, you know, and I can't take credit for that. I shared that with my executive team um, this morning and and I said, you're the ones that have to take credit for this. You know, this is where they are. Over 35,000 volunteers, but what about employees? How many people actually work for the North Texas Food Bank? We have about 170 to 180. Oh. And so it's a pretty large organization. That's big. Is it pretty much just in that home base area, or is it spread out in different ways across those 13 counties? So we have an administ- we have three three sites, and then, of course, we do have people that certainly go and travel into those various areas, too. But most of those other remote counties are served by the local agency, so we provide the food out there. So we have to get it there in some way, but we have two distribution centers right now in South Dallas, and then we have our main administrative headquarters it, right now is at the farmer's market area. And so we have a lot of people that are there, but we don't do the food distribution at Farmer's Market. But the people in our two distribution centers in South Dallas are the ones that are actually doing the food distribution at this point. All right. Let, let's go over something very important. Uh, we've already mentioned it a little bit, but volunteering. If somebody mm-hmm. wants to be a part of the North Texas Food Bank in any capacity, because I'm sure there's a ton of different capacities, how do they do that? You go to our website. So go to ntfb.org and go, you know, I How can I get involved? And you can go there and you can look at the volunteer opportunities. And there's various different kinds that you can do. So, for example, you can select the distribution centers and you can say at the distribution center to bring you up a calendar and you can sign up right then for a specific date and a specific shift right there on the calendar of when you want to come serve. Okay, so I do want to before we wrap up, because we're shockingly running out of time, let's talk about an event you guys have coming up. In addition to Restaurant Week, it's called Harvest and it's happening on September 15th. So what's kind of going on there? So so Harvest is really uh, an exciting event where it's, it's a little bit more casual. It's going to be at the shed down at, down at the farmer's market. We have a lot of wonderful chefs that come in and prepare food. And it's just an opportunity to bring supporters of the food bank together and really help them to see how they can continue to support us and help us to be successful with our mission. But it's September 15th. There's a DJ, uh, sort of a fun party kind yeah. of atmosphere. That sounds great. Outdoors. It's a little different than little most of your A little cooler on September 15th, hopefully. A little cooler, we hope, for sure. And so, you know, you have to sort of watch the weather there, but it's it's undercover, so it's all yeah, good. Exactly. All right. So details on that at ntfb.org. Absolutely. And finally, Restaurant Week. It kicks off tomorrow. It goes until the 26th. 137 restaurants are participating, and 20% of each meal goes straight to the North Texas Food Bank. I wish you guys yes. the best of luck about this. I, I think it's going to be great for the 20th anniversary. I can almost guarantee you guys are going to hit that benchmark, if not more. So I'm going to throw a challenge out there. I just heard that our friends in Houston do Restaurant Week, and they raise over $2 million. So how can the Dallas community let Houston beat the Dallas community? It's shocking how competitive I just got.
I am very competitive, so let's see what we can do to try to boost that. I love it. For information and to be a part of Restaurant Week, hit up DFWRestaurantWeek.com. DFWRestaurantWeek.com. Once again, the great Trisha Cunningham. She is the new CEO of NTFB.org. I really want to thank you for stopping by, and good luck with Restaurant Week. Thanks so much, Nick. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.